Welcome to the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show, only on ESPN-UP. Presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up. Here's Tanner Hoops. High school football in Marquette County right around the corner. Tanner Hoops with you for the ESPN-UP kickoff show. Over the course of the next hour, we will talk with all five Marquette County high school football coaches. We'll get the latest on their team leading up to opening night, August 29th. Let's jump right into it with Westwood head coach Scott Sergila. His team coming off a 7-3 season, which includes a playoff appearance. Coach, tell me about how the offseason has gone and what you expect of the guys going forward. Uh, we got a... You know, a uh, great group of kids. Um, we had a good off season. We worked hard. Um, you know, in the next couple weeks, we'll, we already did our equipment handout. Our, our numbers are um, low to mid-20s, um, about where we expected it. Um, it's uh, next couple weeks is, uh, you know, it looks to be cooler, I guess, is what they're saying, the extended forecast. So that'll be good for the kids and the coaches. Um, but uh, we're ready to go for double day. Well, coaches, say goodbye to a really good senior class that helped change the culture of Westwood football. Tell me about the guys you have stepping up looking to fill some of those roles. Well, um, Eric Anderson is back. Uh, he, you know, this will, he'll be a three-year uh, starter for us. Uh, brought him up as a sophomore, played outside linebacker. Um, uh, Taylor Delangelo uh, is back, and he's going to be our uh, splitting quarterback responsi- responsibilities um, with uh, Garrett Mann. Uh, you know, we also have Chad Pullman. We've got, um, you know, who's a playmaker on the outside, a good corner for us. Uh, we've got Jackson Vidlin back, uh, two-way starter for us last year. Matt Pavo, our starting center, uh, he's back. And, you know, kids like... Um, you know, Ty Alderton and, um, you know, bringing up the sophomore, uh, Travis Uren, um, who's exceptionally strong and uh, loves football, great kid. Uh, we, you know, we, we don't have a lot of size. Uh, truthfully, probably the smallest varsity team uh, I've ever coached and been around. Um, but we got great kids. Uh, we tested, you know, last week in the weight room, um, and our numbers are actually pretty good. You know, it's uh, nothing you can do about, you know, the heights or the weights of the kids. I mean, obviously they're, you know, nutrition and things like that, but, I mean, I can't make a 5'10 kid into a six foot four kid. Um, but what we can do is get stronger as individuals and get stronger as a team, and that's what we did in the off season. and I'm proud of our kids for it, so... You know, there's, 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 it's wide open. There's a lot of kids that could step up and, and, and shine for us. Well, Coach, you talked about Delangelo and Mann splitting time at quarterback. Is there a position battle brewing there, or are you looking at implementing a two-quarterback system? Each of them has their own strengths and weaknesses. And, um, you know, Taylor uh, is good, you know, of a running-type, throwing-type quarterback, you know, kind of. RPO type, um, get him outside, can he run, can he throw. Um, Garrett is a smart kid. Uh, he's real um, instinctive. Uh, we saw that last year as a sophomore on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he, uh, he's a good runner. He's a good bruising. You know, he's a bigger kid. He's put on quite a bit of weight this year, gotten a little bit taller. So there's, there's kind of two different quarterbacks a little bit, but um, both are going to be in the backfield in some capacity, uh, whether it's fullback, tailback, quarterback, uh, slot back, you know. Um, so I, I would think we would start with, uh, you know, two-quarterback system, but, uh, you know, there's always a competition. Um you know, if, if one rises to the top over the other, then we're going to go with that one. If that one gives us the best opportunity um, to be successful, then then we'll go with that, that person, that individual. But uh, right now we're just going in just kind of seeing what works for us. Coach, tell me about your team on the defensive side of the ball. How will you look compared to last year? Well, we run our defense. You know, we start with our five front, and um, we're going to, you know, put those kids – 
got to get those kids in the right positions on the D line, and and that's uh, where it's, it's an, um, that's where we're probably you know the greenest. We return uh, one and uh, from the D line, so we got we got a little bit of work we got to do there. Um, but I think our kids are up to the task. We got some good juniors that are coming up to ready to make a contribution and help out and go from there. And uh, Garrett Mann at inside backer, he's back. You know, he was up for us last year as a sophomore. Pullman at the corner position. Um, you know, but the weak side corner with Adriano and uh, the free safety position with uh, uh, Nathan Beckman leaving. Uh, those those need to be filled. So uh, we got a, we got a few kids looking at uh, looking at those spots. So um, we'll we'll see what the double days hold. I mean those those are literally those are open spots, and you know uh, we're going to put the best kid that we think um, that we should and that should go in that position and and go from there. Well, Coach, let's talk about some of the guys who are going to step up and be leaders for you this year. This senior class, what do they offer from a leadership standpoint? Uh, you know, um, this summer, uh, you know, I talked to them and I had to tell them, no, this, this is it. This is it for you guys, you know. And I put a lot of stock in our seniors, especially if, you know, they, they, they stay and, and are loyal to the program. And I, and I mean – you know, not going elsewhere or something like that. But I mean, you know, they're they're in that weight room. They joined football when they were freshmen or a sophomore, and they've lifted and they put in the time, and they want to be better. And you know, so I, I try to spend a little extra time with our seniors. I expect a little more out of them. Um, and sometimes you get classes that don't realize, you know, that it's just all about the end that this is it for them uh that really wasn't the case with our kids uh i just you know happen to give what i call a 17 second conversation and uh you know we talked to them about this is it and, and being leaders and what it takes and how you to go about it and um and it, it, it uh it went really well it really did and uh you know matt pobble uh has been a great off-season leader for us. I mean, he's worked really hard in the off-season. He's got a lot stronger. Um, you know, I think Chad Pullman did, too. Chad Pullman worked really hard. And um, it, um, those are two of our, our leaders right there. And, um, both are, you know, playmakers. Chad is an exceptional playmaker. He had a great off-season. Uh, he's really fast and um, I'm proud of them for uh, of all these seniors that uh, that have put in the time and, and have worked hard. Um, but I also say this: I also say, you know, uh, we have we have two sophomores up, you know, and our juniors are there too. And a leader's a leader, and very rarely do you get it. You know, a sophomore sometimes you get a junior, but um, you, you do get it. And I don't care if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. If you're a leader, you're a leader. And uh, I think being a leader starts with holding yourself accountable and, you know, be willing to shoulder, you know, um, the loss or to say, hey, you know, that's my fault or, you know, and be humble and ask questions. That, that, that's what I really think it starts with. And um, and then from there, it, uh, the kids see that and do they follow you, follow your lead. And, uh uh, we got a great group of kids, so we're, it's you know it's kind of up in the air who our captains are going to be. But you know, uh, I'd say Matt and Chad have really shined so far. Uh, we'll see when it gets into double days when it gets hot and sweaty, and you know they don't want to be there; they want to be at the beach, and uh, and the grind really starts. And uh, we'll we'll see what we got. Coach, tell me about your coaching staff. Who'll be assisting you this year? Uh, it's, it's basically the same as last year. It's uh, myself, um, uh, Coach Wilgernan. It um, you know is, is, is back with us, and uh, you know Wilge has been uh, with me for play. It, it, I want to say it feels like five or six years, but it's pro it's literally probably twelve or fifteen years. I'm not really sure. 
it, uh, it's probably, you know, probably around 11 or 12 years. And, uh, you know, he's with me at Ishwaming, and um, him and I are kind of joined at the hip there. And we, you know, it, um, he does a phenomenal job with our uh, offensive and defensive lines. And um, he's a problem solver. He, uh, you know, if he can't find a way to get across to a kid and the kid's not getting it, the technique or whatever, he, he finds a different way. And um, real smart and uh, does a great job uh, with us and uh, um, wouldn't be able to do it without him. And um, the other one, uh, we got Bobby Zalke, um Played for me when I was an assistant coach at Ishpeming. He played there. And uh, he coaches our outside linebackers. Uh, Mitch Messing, he's a former uh, Westwood standout. Uh, he's back with us again this year helping our uh, coach and our DBs. Um, and then uh, Tyler LaJoy uh, from Nagani. He was a standout, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal football player at Nagani. And uh, coached against him. Um, kind of came in contact with him through my cousin Ryan, who actually was um, a player for Nagani as well. And um, has Ryan has helped us out over the years. And I met T.L., and um, he is a smart, smart football player, smart football coach. Um, he's going to be help coaching our running backs and our receivers. And then on our JV staff, you know, there's Coach Gray's there um, and Coach Wolf. They're going to kind of be heading up the, the, the JV program. And uh, Dom Sardini, uh, who also played for me, at Ishpeming when I was an assistant coach there. Um, you know, uh, I couldn't ask, in my opinion, for a better staff. Um, the guys, they're, they're knowledgeable about our system. They like being around kids, and uh, they're, they're good at what they do. And um, it, uh, they're fun to be around. So I, I feel that we got a pretty darn good staff. And, um, you know, and, and then I have two other people that, have been with me now um, since I've taken over and they'll do anything I ask them to do and um, old man um, is one of them Scott man um, and then Seth Tackman those guys have um, been just instrumental in a lot of different things that you know this year I've asked them to kind of help out not only well, like they usually do, TAC, he helps out with the varsity program. Uh, Coach Mann kind of helped wherever I asked him. That, you know, last year he was with the varsity, and now this year he's going to be a little bit with the JV. And he also has headed up our middle school program for the past five years and has done a tremendous job with that. And, um, you know, he kind of, that's his program. I let him, you know, he, he runs, you know, um, the Westwood stuff and uh, offense and defense and um, but that's that's his little program that that he manages and coaches and he does a phenomenal job with it. You got to have solid coaches at those lower levels, and I feel we do. Well, coach, let's talk about your schedule. You were second in the division last year. Tell me what to expect from your opponents this go around. Well, uh, you know, I hear Houghton got uh, 35 plus kids out for their varsity team this year now uh, they've struggled with number, numbers in years past but I guess the old adage is true if you build it they will come uh, they built a multi-million dollar facility um, field house, press box stadium, eight lane track rubberized, uh, field turf um, you know and uh they're putting a priority on their athletics, on their football program, trying to get that going. And uh, that's good for them. That's good for UP football. And uh, so we start off with them, and and then, boy, it, it, it doesn't get, you know, that, they're, they're tough. they got this Pullman kid, the big fullback. I saw him in track. Uh, he's a man-child. He's huge, absolutely huge. He's got to be 6'2", 6'3", 240 pounds, and he's a fullback. I don't have one kid on my team that's that, 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 that big. And... Uh, so he, he's going to be a force to be wrecked. Uh, so it starts off with Houghton, and, you know, then we do our, do our gauntlet. You know, you got the Iron Mountain, Calumet, and Ishwaming. That's the big gauntlet there. And 
Um, you know, and then the rest of the schedule is hard, too. A lot of those teams, Hancock was young last year. You know, Lance always gives us fits. We've been fortunate enough to be on the the, the, the winning side uh, versus them. But it, uh, for whatever reason, uh, even last year, I thought we were, um, and I'm not trying to boast or anything, but, I mean, I thought we were a much better team than we displayed. But it's always been uh, a great battle against Lance, no matter, you know, how good they are, how good we are. It's just a great little, great little battle. And, uh, um, you know, Manistique, uh, hopefully they can get their numbers back up again and, and feel the team and be able to finish out the year. And um, I think the, the Kangas boys are trying to do that down there. So, you know, and then uh, Nagani's going to be tough. Nagani's going to be tough too. So, you know, I, I would say in our, in our division, um, you know, you always got to look to Calumet. You know, right now they're they were the king of the crop last year, and and uh, so you have them and Iron Mountain, and then Nagani, and uh, those are the three really really tough opponents. And then you add Nishpeming in there, and Houghton's better. Lance always gives us a battle. It's not an easy schedule. It's not, but um, uh, I think it's a good schedule. I think it's a good schedule for Westwood football, and, um, uh, you know, we just got to take it, you know, the old adage, right, one day at a, one game at a time, and that's how we're going to look at it, because we can't overlook Houghton. Um, we knew we had a solid team last year. We knew Houghton's numbers were down a little bit, and, uh, you know, I remember the first half against Houghton at halftime. Um, we got on our kids because we weren't playing very good football. We knew it. We could see it, and, uh, this year, um, Houghton's going to be better, and we're really green yet, and that's going to be our first game. A lot of guys in new positions, and uh, so anything can happen. So we got to just take it one game at a time and go from there. Scott Sergila is the head football coach at Westwood High School. His team will open up the season August 29th against Houghton. Coach, appreciate you taking the time as always. I'm sure we'll be talking again here soon. Best of luck this year. Thanks, Dan. Let's take a time out. When we come back, Eric Mason of Marquette joins me. We'll preview the Redmen next on ESPN-UP. We'll be back with more of the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up right after this on ESPN-UP. Welcome back to the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show only on ESPN-UP presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up. Once again, here's Tanner Hoops. Welcome back to the ESPN UP High School Football Kickoff Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason. Coach, your first year at the varsity helm. You've been with the freshmen for the past nine years. What's your vision for this program going forward? Well, in all honesty, uh, it, my plan is to just continue with uh, what Coach Lahillier and uh, the other coaches have established thus far. I mean, they had a, it going in the right direction, a pretty good job over the last several years and basically just build off of that and uh you know keep you know the the interest high with the kids and uh go from there well coach you've time with the freshmen tell me about how that's molded you as a coach you're coming off an undefeated season too <laughs> yeah you, you know the, the the year before however we were un, we were winless uh the only difference is of course the kids uh, we had a great group of kids uh, last year, a very talented group. Um, but it, as a freshman coach, I think the biggest thing that I learned over time and what's always drawn me to coaching is basically the relationships with the kids and just uh, being basic, uh, trusting the kids, getting them to trust you, uh, building relationships with them, and just uh, instilling confidence that uh, they can be successful. Well, Coach, offensively, what's your team going to look like? How will you be similar to Coach LaHillier, and how will you be different? Uh, we'll be very similar overall. Um, uh, Chris Masano is going to be our offensive coordinator, and we've got some. We're going to be more of a spread-out uh, type offense. Uh, but a lot of that uh, Coach LaHillier had in his plan as well. Um, we're obviously going to be more, even though I say it's a spread offense, we're focused on the run. Um, can't uh, do a whole lot or win a whole lot up here if you can't run the ball. 
So that that's going to be our primary focus, and we're just basically uh, our idea is to spread people out and hopefully uh, create some running lanes for our running backs. Defensively, what's your team going to look like? Uh, we should be pretty darn good. Uh, we've got some good, uh, you know, players coming back, uh, real quality players. Uh, Coach Dan Flynn is going to run our off, our, excuse me, we're going to run our defense and, uh, we'll be basically the same with a few wrinkles, just like, uh, I said with the offense, uh, that Coach LaHillier has been running over the past, uh, several years. Well, Coach, you'd mentioned a few of your assistants. Tell me about some of the guys that are going to fill out the remainder of your staff. Well, we have, like I said, we have Chris Masano as our offensive coordinator, and then we have assistants uh, Matt Bush, uh, who comes to us. Uh, he he was he's from the Traverse City area. Uh, he's been in the area for a long time. He's worked uh, played at Northern Michigan University, had I, I believe a, a stint coaching there as well. Uh, Kelly Reed, uh, who's a former quarterback for Marquette and quarterback for Northern Michigan uh, University. Uh, John Tiziani, who's been around here many years, um, that uh, is going to help us on both the offense and defensive lines. Uh, Connor Brazo, uh, who's a former player from a pro- probably three, four years ago now, who just graduated uh, college and Hopefully he w- he's looking for a job, but hopefully we uh, that's delayed a little bit and he can stay in the area. And then uh, Spike Hool, who's a uh, a former coach here at Marquette and did some coaching down in the Flint area. And then, like I said, Dan Flynn, who uh, without Dan, I'd be uh, right now swimming in a lot of things I have no clue how to do. <laughs> So he's been a tremendous help. He was my, uh, I always use this, and he's probably not always happy hearing me say it, but uh, he was my former high school coach. So it's kind of neat, and we've stayed in contact real close. He's been my assistant at the freshman level for the last, uh, I believe, three years. So he'll move up with me. Well, Coach, let's talk about numbers, participation-wise. What are you expecting as compared to last year, up, down, or fairly consistent? Um, I think we're going to be a little up uh, right now. You know, the goal is always 100 kids in the program, uh, 100, excuse me, or more. Uh, as when we issued equipment, and, and that's difficult to, to gauge your numbers as well because it's, you know, right in the middle of the summer, you got vacations and whatnot. But it was a very good turnout. We should have anywhere from 35 to 40 um, at the JV level. And right around 35 at the varsity level, and I believe 30 to 32 at the uh, freshman level. In the freshman level, inevitably, you have kids that uh, you know aren't used to you know football beginning this early, and you know just decide as a freshman they want to come out, or they may have moved into the district. Personnel-wise, what are you going to be able to put out on the field this year? Well, we've got some returners uh, with Drew Weibel. Uh, Isaac Johnson, John Thompson, Colin Hicks, uh, quarterback Robert Apple. Uh, we've got some returners on the, the offensive line with Dakota Fortin. Uh, we've got a, our running back is a junior who actually was, you know, moved up last year because we didn't have a JV program, and that's Braden Wright. And uh, we're looking for big things from him. And we just surround them with a lot of quality athletes that I'm looking forward to. The senior group that we had, uh, well, both groups actually, junior and senior, that we had come in, I've had as freshmen. So I'm very familiar with them and uh, looking forward to many of them, uh, obviously all of them, uh, playing this year. And there's kids like Ethan Hayes. Mike Tarr, uh, that I'm, you know, looking forward to things that they're going to be able to do. Some of them had some injury, uh, problems last year. Uh, they're all healthy, knock on wood, uh, for going into the season. So now we just got to keep them that way. You were introduced as head coach in early May. You've had time to get your summer program implemented, what have you. What does this offseason look like? Well, the offseason, you know, for us has been very good, uh, throughout the summer. We, we work out three days a week. Um, we've averaged anywhere from 45 to uh, 55 and as many as 67 on a, a given night uh, throughout the summer, which is very encouraging. 
Um, you know, you, you want to work the kids and, and get them, you know, as much in condition throughout the summer as you can so you can spend your early camp, you know, on football-related things. However, the kids, they're kids, and they, uh, they need a summer. They need time away. And uh, so we're, we're just going to hopefully pick up where we left off and get those kids that may not have been able to show up for, for a lot of the summer workouts and, and get them up to speed with the rest. Well, Coach, let's talk about the Great Northern Conference. Where do you see your team falling in there, and who are going to be some teams to watch? <laughs> that that's always a question, you know. Going in, uh, I haven't really sat back and and looked at a lot of the the uh, the others. Um, I, you know, obviously the Kingsfords, the Menominees, they're just always good. I mean, no matter what they look like coming up through the years, every year I think one of the, or both of them, younger ages, you know, aren't as good as years past. They show up as varsity play players or as their varsity team and here they are you know just as good as they've always been um i know escanaba uh has great numbers they have had probably the best numbers in the in the great northern over the last probably three four years um and they've got real good kids coming up and like i said their numbers are just great and gladstone i mean gladstone's program has uh improved uh, over the years, and uh, I look for them to to be you know improved again this year, and we'll just hopefully you know put our best product out there and and be able to compete and uh, play hard. Well, coach, looking at your schedule, you started off with a couple of toughies, some Traverse City schools. Other non-conference opponents include the Sioux, Petoskey, Alpena. Give me your thoughts on your schedule as a whole. Well, as a whole, it's it's very difficult uh, when you have two Traverse City teams. Uh, starting out, um, that in itself is difficult. You just hope, you know, obviously the hope for every game that you play is to win, but in those scenarios, you just want to be competitive, in my opinion, and, uh, you know, hopefully you get a break here or there because you need it with those teams. They're very talented. Uh, Traverse City St. Francis is our first game. Uh, I'm not sure in the years that we've been, I think it's three, four years now, I don't think we've beaten them yet. Uh, so always a challenge, always has been. Uh, so we got to get through those two first. Um, as far as the Great Northern, again, we just went over it. Those teams are always tough. Uh, Alpina's new th- this year, which, uh, you know, I'm not sure what they have at this point. Uh, they're back on the schedule. Petoskey's good. Um, we really don't have any letdown throughout the schedule, so we're going to have to do our best to be on top of our game and and put the, the best product we can out there and keep the kids healthy. Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason. Coach, appreciate you taking the time. It's been a pleasure. We'll be talking again here soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Let's take a timeout. Dion Brown of Gwynn next on ESPN-UP. We'll be back with more of the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up right after this on ESPN-UP. Welcome back to the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show only on ESPN-UP. Presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up. Once again, here's Tanner Hoops. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP kickoff show. Time now to talk Gwen Mildowner football with head coach Dion Brown. His team gets set to open up the season August 30th against Bark River Harris. Well, coach, you're coming off a playoff appearance 6-4 and four last year. Two playoff appearances in the last three years. You've been changing the culture at Gwen. What's the next step for your program? Uh, just to continue to do what we're doing. And uh, if we get into the playoffs, man, try to win some games now. That's the biggest thing for us. But, uh... We've been doing a good job just getting guys in the weight room, um, continue to just get better each and every day. And I think the next step for us is to just try to stay healthy. And uh, if we get into that big dance, just, you know, try to win a ball game. So there you go. Coach, tell me about the summer. How's the off season gone for you guys? Oh, our off season been going great. It's been for the past, well, i say about three, four years now, it's been going unbelievable. A lot of guys showing up to the weight room. Uh, getting the conditioning in. But, you know, our thing starts before the summer. So, you know, I always have guys in the weight room from, like, November all the way to August. That's 
that's the biggest thing that um, I think as a football coach, you know, and the strength and conditioning coach is is getting these guys up in the weight room. I, I tell them all the time: if you don't get in the weight room and you don't condition yourself, uh, you probably ain't gonna play for me. And that's the biggest thing that you know I tell them each and every day, every day actually, Monday through Friday. Coach, let's talk about some of the guys you have coming back this year. You lost a few guys, but tell me about some of the returners that are going to fill those spots. Oh, uh, well, we got, uh, of course, Caleb Anderson coming back, who's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the U.P. I ain't going to say probably he is. Uh, Blaine Bridges, who's been a three-year starter for me. Uh, Caden White, uh, four-to-five alignment returner with Caden and Tristan, uh, Jancy, Reed Hill, Cameron, uh, Garen Gelly. So the up front, we're going to be fine. The void that we got to fill is um, is our defensive line. Like our defensive line, we got to replace. I have, what, about five or six seniors last year that we got to replace. The only return to start on the D-line well, that was in a rotation is Reed Hill. So uh, that's the, that's my biggest concern is D-linemen. We got them in the school. We got actually a lot of linemen. So I'm very interested to see how well my defensive line is going to be. Coach, what are you looking at for numbers this year? Up, down, or fairly consistent? Oh, uh, uh, probably the most kids I've had since I've been at Gwen. And on top of that, probably the most athletic and fastest team I've had since I've been at Gwen in the little six-year stint. So um, great speed, great athleticism, big linemen, strong linemen, and a standout quarterback in a good about 3-4 running back rotation, about a 6-7 wide receiver rotation. So it's going to be fun. Well, Coach, let's talk about your coaching staff. Who's going to be assisting you this year? Oh, the same coaches as usual. Uh, Coach Olsen, then, you know, the girls here, uh, head varsity basketball coach. Uh, Olsen been with me for six years. I bring back uh, Coach Sanavi. This is second year. Coach Morris has been with me for six years. Uh, Coach Tab Lonergan. He's been with me for going on. This is his fourth season, and he's also the head JV coach, uh, Brian Sling. So just pretty much the same coaches as last year. A few assist, um, true volunteer assistants like uh, Matt Mel- Margin. Uh, so pretty much the same. Well, Coach, let's talk about your schedule. You started 4-0 and last year. You got those same four teams in your first four games. Then it gets a little bit tougher. You get teams like Houghton in there. Ishpeming's always good. West Iron. Give me your thoughts on the schedule as a whole. Oh, it's a gauntlet, man. Uh, I thought last year, you know, we got a lucky break. We didn't play that well. I thought we didn't play well all year. And unfortunately, you know, we came, uh, we came up with W's, but we, we could have lost the Hancock game. Uh, Holden came in here and put a put a whooping on us, and not only did they beat us physically, they beat us mentally, and you know they pushed us around, and we pretty much got hurt. Uh, and then Ish did a number on us twice last year, so you can't underestimate nobody. Uh, that first game of the season is going to be tough. I mean, Bark River played us tough last year. That game went to the fourth quarter with like five minutes left before we was able to break uh, two touchdown lead. So uh, it's going to be tough. I tell the guys, you know, it's, it's really it comes down to just having the mental toughness and, on my part, better preparation. That's the biggest thing I thought that I didn't do for these guys last year. I thought I could just roll out, you know, the football and we go out there and play and then prepare like I should have when I watched the film all last year. So I got to do a better job on my behalf of just preparing those guys, these young guys, even better. Well, Coach, let's talk about the Westpac Iron Division. Tell me some teams to watch there and where you think your team could fall in. Oh, I, I think, you know, I know Ishmael is defending champs. Uh, you got, Of course, it all starts It starts with them because they won it. But I think at the end of the day, you know, we got a, we got a, very, good, we got a very good team, and I think it's, it's wide open. But, I mean, you can't not look Barker or Harris, who's bringing back a lot of kids, and then the junior class that's really athletic. Um, Man of Speak, you know, got some got some players. That JV team was pretty good last year. They they gonna have some varsity players, and then of course Norway and then Lakeland and Hubble bring back you know a really good quarterback and some good linemen. Uh, Western County was right there seven to two last year. They bring back some good guys. So it's really gonna come down to you know who who could survive at the end. 
Well, Coach, you talked about mental leadership, what have you. Tell me about the guys that are going to be on the field for you, taking up some of the leadership roles, your senior class, maybe some guys that are looking at being a captain this year. Oh, yeah, oh, most definitely. That starts with our quarterback, Caleb Anderson. Anderson is, is that guy that every coach will love. I mean, he's a kid who not only is he being a leader out there on the field, he's been a leader in the school, you know, in the classroom and everything, the weight room, getting guys together. Uh, he's He's – that, that number one captain, he's the spokesman of the team. I barely let anybody else talk, but Blaine has, has picked up that role. You know, he's the only three-year starter that I got, uh, and he's a senior. Uh, Caden Watt, who got into the defensive lineman rotation last year, he's the strongest kid on our team, so he's going to be right there. Those three guys, and plus Reed Hill is emerging to be a leader, too, as a junior, but those three, three senior captains is pretty much who I'm going to rely on this year. Well, Coach, your first game again, August 30th against Bark River. What do you do here in the meantime? How do you get the guys ready for the grind of this season? Oh, just everything that, that we've been doing. Uh, the one good thing for us is we've been playing Bark River for what, about six years now. Even before, they was one of our out-of-conference. When we was in NPC, they was one of our out-of-conference team. Coach Al ain't going to truly much change too much. They're a wing T team. Uh, they got some great running backs, a good fullback, and all I can tell our guys is just continue to watch film, continue to get better, know your assignments, and prep, prep, prep. That's what that's the key. It's going to be preparation, getting ready for that first game because it's at home and you want to start off one and zero. Deion Brown is the head football coach at Gwynn. Once again, his team starting August thirtieth against Bark River. Deion, appreciate the time. Best of luck this year. We'll be talking again soon. Oh yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. Paul Jacobson of Nagani next on ESPN UP. We'll be back with more of the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up right after this on ESPN-UP. Welcome back to the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show only on ESPN-UP. Presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up. Once again, here's Tanner Hoops. It is the Marquette County kickoff show on ESPN-UP, joined now by Paul Jacobson, head football coach in Nagani. Well, Coach, you're coming off a 5-4 and four season last year. Tell me about this year's squad. How are you going to be similar? How are you going to be different? Well, first of all, a lot of the same, same faces. You know, we, we bring back uh, you know, quite, a, quite a few returning starters from last year, uh, both up front and uh, in the backfield on offense and defense. So, uh, but, it, but it's different because, you, you know, all these guys are – uh, our seniors, they're, they're in a leadership role, um, you know, and they're, they're ready to take this, uh, the team in the direction that they want to go. Yeah, tell me about some of the guys you have coming back, maybe a few who are going to fill some other spots. Well, obviously, you know, you, you got to start off with, uh, with, your, with your breadwinners, right, the guys up front. I, I like to think, and most guys will start off with their skill guys. I, I'm kind of I'm the guy that wants to focus on the, on the people we have up front. And, uh, you're back in a, a Logan Shot here and a Leo, Leo Helpy. Uh, Bryce Jarvie, you know, three guys that um, started for us for the last two years uh, up front for us. And, you know, then he added to the mix, uh, Preston Tutant, um, who was a two-way starter at the JVs last year. And and, uh, and he got a bunch of other seniors, like a Davin Marshall, uh, Mike Delangelo, um, that, that could see some time up front, too. So we're, we're, we're fortunate to have, uh, you know, probably 13, 14 linemen and, and quality linemen, I think. And, uh, you know, that's where that's where your bread's made. You know, that's, that's where you have to make sure you're – you know, the battle of the trenches, you have, to, you have to look at that first and, and win those battles in order for anything else to happen. Well, Coach, in terms of depth, where does this team compare to others that you've coached in the past? You know, it's, it's interesting. Every year is different. You know, uh, personalities, uh, leadership, uh, you know, work ethic, it, it all kind of comes into play. And, and, and this group, I, I think, probably more than, than, than years past, uh, you know, I, I think, not, not feeling pressure, but... Um, kind of feel like they kind of you know, have something to prove themselves still in, in the community. You know, they've, they've worked hard in the offseason. Um, you know, they've kind of, there's kind of been a talk about this group, the senior group, for, for quite some time. So um, now it's time to actually get out there. And you can feel almost a sense of urgency in the air um, as we've neared two days here. And, um, you know, I like the mindset of these guys. Well, Coach, numbers-wise, what's your program looking at this year, up, down, or consistent? No, we're pretty consistent. You know, we're in around always around 30 four kids and that, that that holds true this year um i think we'll actually suit up on monday uh morning probably around 33 kids so um it's a good number to have you know i have a lot of guys sitting around and you have kids that want to be there and, and be committed to each other well coach tell me about some guys that are going to be assisting you is it pretty much the same staff as last year yeah we've we've been fortunate uh you know the consistency 
that we've had throughout our coaching staff, both from the JV and the varsity, has been good because you know these guys have been there and the trend, you know, been there with you for for several years. Um, you know, we have my, uh, my brother Kevin. Uh, we do the call the offense like he has. Dan Waterman and Jeff Neeman, We've been, been together for for several years now, and even our JV staff with Kevin Bell and Kyle Bell and Andy Hughes and Andrew Cario, and they've, they've been in his game a lot, many years. So it's uh, it's good to have that consistency uh, and that football knowledge. Well, coach, tell me how the off season's gone for you guys. What have been addressing in the summer? You know, I think the biggest thing is just working on ourselves. You know, we've we've been able to have a real good turnout with our kids and a, and a good commitment. Um, you know, you can really tell that the, that the um, like I said, the, the heightened sense of urgency is, is really committed to these guys. And um, you know, but I, what I see more of these guys is the maturity level. Um, a lot of uh, the stuff is coming from them now. Um, you know, from the leadership roles as they, as they assume them, and um, it, it's been a real fun summer actually. Well, Coach, let's talk about your schedule. You've got non-conference games with Ishpeming and Manistique. Other than that, some familiar faces. You've got the same seven teams in your division as last year. Tell me your thoughts on the schedule as a whole. You know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's always interesting, especially when you start off with, uh, you know, with uh, Iron Mountain and Calumet, you know, two teams that, that made the playoffs last year and, and did well. Um, anytime, anytime you get those guys early on like that, it really uh, – <laughs> It, it, it brings an interesting twist to two days for sure because you start right off a couple of two very, uh, very well coached teams and, and very two very solid teams at that, and um, they bring back a lot of starters, both of them. Uh, yeah, and then you got an ish bring you throw them in there. Uh, Hancock, uh, you know, brings back some from some good skill kids from last year. Um, yeah, so we're we're looking forward to it. Like I said, every week's going to be a challenge. We have to make sure that we're uh, we're at our best each week. Well, Coach, until you get out there for the first game against Iron Mountain, what's going to be the goal? What's going to be a message for your guys? What are you going to harp on them in practice about? You know, you know what's great is having these guys, and a lot of these guys, seven eight guys have been with them for it's their third year. So um, I think really now when you, when, you, when you look at it, it's going to be a veteran team, and, and we have to really pay attention to the details. You know, not just be happy with doing it, but being happy with doing it right and um, I think that's going to be the main focus throughout our two days is making sure that you know, we're spot on in everything we're doing, with, whether it's uh, our technique or uh, a route or a blocking assignment or whatever have you. you know, we have to make sure that um, that we're doing it right from the start and, and demanding that and um, the kids demanding that of themselves and the kids around them. Looking at the Westpac this year, how do you see that shaking out? Where do you see your team falling in? You know, I, I, I like to think that um, you know that we're going to be up up near the top. Uh, but again, you have you know have Westwood coming off a tremendous season last year, uh, Calumet, Iron Mountain. Um, you know, some teams that um, that you have to be ready for. So we just have to make sure that we're staying focused. Obviously, you know, our goal each year is uh, uh, is to make the playoffs, to win the conference, you know, and, and win state championship. And I think in order for that to happen, we have to make sure that that we're looking to take care of the little things in practice. Um, and preparing ourselves each week the best we can. Paul Jacobson is the head football coach at Nagani, his team opening up the season against Iron Mountain. Coach, appreciate you taking the time as always. Best of luck this year. We'll be talking again shortly. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. George Nini of Ishpeming next on ESPN-UB. We'll be back with more of the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up right after this on ESPN-UP. Welcome back to the Marquette County Football Kickoff Show, only on ESPN-UP. Presented by Embers Credit Union. Live it up. Once again, here's Tanner Hoops. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Kickoff Show. Let's end the day talking Ishpeming Hematite football with head coach George Nimi. Coach, your first season at the helm, you have some big shoes to fill, but, I mean, you got a plan set for these guys, and you have a plan to continue a long story tradition to Ishpeming. Tell me about this season and your expectations for it. Our expectations, you know, going into this season, is, you know, and, and just to go back to what you just said, is, uh, you know, to continue the tr- tradition of Hematite football. Coach Olson left us... Uh, you know, left us uh, a nice template for us to follow, and uh, you know, if we uh, if we stick that template, we're going to be fine. Of course, you know, going into this season, our our number one goal is to win that first game. You know, we're uh, you know we're looking forward to Manistee coming into our house. Um, you know, that that first game of the week, and you know, our ultimate goal is to win that game, and you know, and win one game at a time. You know, win that game, win the next game. Well, you mentioned Manistique being your opener on August 30th. They weren't able to finish out the season last year due to lack of numbers. Do we have any idea what they're looking at as far as numbers this year? 
Yeah, I'm not sure what their numbers are going to be, but I do know that uh, you know their JV team last year, uh, you know, finished out the season and uh, had some success. Um, you know, so they've got some uh, they've got some athletes. Uh, you know, I don't know if those kids were freshmen or sophomores, what the majority of them are, were, were, but uh, I think they had a good 27 kids on their uh, on their JV football team. So I'm predicting that their numbers are going to be decent. Well, Coach, let's talk about your squad. Tell me how the off-season training's going this summer. Off-season training has gone very well. Um, we've had a bunch of kids in the weight room. Um, you know, we've uh, been able to participate in a few seven-on-seven competitions. Uh, you know, with uh, with uh, Marquette here. We've, uh, you know, if you if you look at it, if you talk to our uh, our uh, trainer over at Advantage right now, um, our kids have made some strides, uh, you know, in their one rep max in their uh, in their forties. So uh, overall, it's been a, a good, successful, productive uh, summer. Well, coach, let's talk about some of the players you've got returning. Tell me about some of the guys who are going to fill some holes left by graduation. Well, you know, filling holes. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, we of course last year we graduated. Uh, you know, Gavin Sunberg, Hunter Smith, Matt Trawick, Logan Krulik, Ga- uh, Drake Sunberg. You know, those those are big shoes to fill, and uh, um, and and a lot of those were our skilled uh, our skilled our running back uh, quarterback positions, uh, wide receiver um, type positions, and uh, you know we've got some kids. Uh, you know, we've got Chase Jensen. Uh, uh, John Corkin, they're going to get reps in the backfield at quarterback. We've got uh, Otto Swanson, um, a linebacker for us. That's going to see some get some reps in the backfield. Um, we return, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Showholm. He'll uh, he'll get some uh, um, defensive back corner work, and then he'll see some uh, see some backfield field work. Um, we brought in uh, we brought one sophomore up, and we've got one junior coming in that's going to you know try and fill those holes that were left by those skilled uh, positions that we left, that we lost last year. Well, coach, offensively last year, your team put up 472 points, the most in a single season since 2013. Offensively, how will your scheme look similar to Coach Olson? How may it differ? You know, our, our scheme is our, our scheme is going to be very similar. I mean, we're going to run the same plays at you. I don't know how. I, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it, how flashy we're going to be. Um, you know, we're going to be uh, we're going to be a power football team. Um, you know, this year. Um, whereas last year with, uh, you know, with the Gavin Sunberg and, uh, you know, Hunter Smith, we had, uh, you know, we had some speed, we had some, uh, you know, finesse and, uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to be, uh, we're going to go back to that power football, um, um, scheme. Defensively, what's your team going to look like this year? Defensively, we should be solid. We return, um, we return defensive linemen and offensive linemen on the other side of the football, but, you know, we have, uh, you know, we've have Owen Martin, we got Jake Kugler, um, Ty Kaupanen, um, you know, all all UP, all conference uh, returning linemen. Um, we return a, a, a nice looking uh, um, linebacker crew with uh, with Chase Jensen and Otto Swanson. Um, you know, our, our corners, we got Tommy Showholm, Peter Ruthier um, on on the corners for us, and at safety, we'll probably have our uh, you know John Corkin back there for us. Um, you know, so. Defensively, we should be, uh, you know, we, we should be good. We should be able to compete with most teams in our, uh, with, with, with the teams in our uh, Westpac conference. Yeah, Coach, let's talk about that conference. Your non-conference schedule includes Westwood and Nagani, two teams that gave you pretty good games last year. Your first three against teams that you really didn't struggle with, Lakeland and Hubble, Norway, Manistique. Tell me about your schedule as a whole. You know, I, I think if you look at our schedule from top to bottom, um, you know, the, the West Pack, of course you mentioned the, the Westwood and the Nagani games, which are always great rivalries. They're in our backyard. Um, you know, always great games, always great uh, attended games, always competitive, always physical. But, the, you know, the rest of the West Pack, it's all good. I mean, all those teams, all those teams have, are, are going to be better this year. They all had good JV programs. Um, they're all coached well. Um, every game... If you look down our schedule, is going to be a battle, and uh, you know which which makes it great. There's no, and I think if you talk to other coaches in the Westpac, there's no there's no easy games on that schedule. Every every team is going to be, it's going to be good, and it's going to be a battle. Well, coach, have you had the chance to fill out the remainder of your coaching staff? And if so, who's going to be assisting you this year? Uh, this year, uh, we've got uh, I've got Tony Marietti helping out. Um, we've got Kyle Rudman. Um, we're bringing back uh, a couple of alumni that graduated a couple years back. We've got uh, Aaron Corkin helping out. 
um, we've got a, a fellow that's going to uh, NMU out of the uh, Lapeer, Michigan area, um, by the name of Jake Perry, um, reached out to me, and uh, he's going to jump on board as, uh, as part of our coaching staff. So, And then I've also got uh, Coach uh, Mike Walker, um, who's been with our program since about 2003 um, as a part-time, uh, part-time basis, and uh, you know he'll be uh, watching some film for us and, and helping me out. So coaching staff pretty much stays the same as it, as it has been for you know the last you know five years. Well, Coach, as you get set for Manistique, what's going to be the plan here you fill out the remaining days with in practice? Getting ready for Manistique, we're going to take a look at some film. You know, we were able to have a whole game with them last year. Um, you know, and uh, you know, we'll look at film. We'll see what they what they did. Um, you know, we're going to go into double days with the same approach that we've that we've had for the last uh, you know countless years. And uh, we're we're just going to do what we do as hematites. You know, we're going to stick to our game plan, and uh, you know, we're going to prepare. We're going to work hard, and uh, you know, and we're going to put that. Uh, uh, put that hard work to uh, to practice when we when we go into a game. What are you looking at for numbers this year, Coach? How many kids do you expect to have out? Varsity on our varsity, we should have about twenty kids. Um, you know, over over the summer, we had about uh, we had sixteen, seventeen kids going to the weight room, um, and there's a couple that will be returning some from some family vacations. Uh, um, they've been out of town for you know for a while, so you know we're anticipating uh, you know twenty. With 20 kids out, does it give you some concerns, maybe conditioning-wise? Is that something you want to address here in the coming weeks? Um, conditioning, um, yes, we, we, we do condition well. You know, what makes it hard is, you know, that ma- I guess that magic number for practice is 22, so you can go 11 on 11. It makes it, you know, it makes it hard to, uh, when, when you have a low number like that, it, it makes it very difficult to practice that 11 on 11 game. You know, so we end up getting creative and, and doing some half line things like that. So, uh, you know, conditioning for us should not be an issue. Um, you know, we, we condition hard during double days. We condition hard during the uh, during the summer months. So, in, in, in like I said, we've had 16, 17 of our kids there. So, conditioning shouldn't be an issue. Um, Hepatite football, typically in the years past, you know, we have a lot of two way players. We're playing both sides of the football, so um, should not be an issue for us. George Nene is the head football coach at Ishpeming. His team getting set to open up the season against Manistique. George, appreciate the time as always. Best of luck this year. We'll be talking again soon. Hey, thanks, Tanner. My pleasure. That is it for the Marquette County football kickoff show. Once again, Tanner Hoops with you. Hope you enjoyed the show and hope you're geared up and ready for the start of high school football in Marquette County. Thank you to our sponsors from Embers Credit Union. Remember to live it up. Thanks for tuning in and keep it locked in right here to ESPN-UP.